Hi, everyone. Welcome to 2022, and also welcome to our new show, Doink Talk, where me, Josh, and Dave will go over anything and everything to do with media. And uh, I can already foreshadow that we will definitely be going on some tangents. Yeah, this show, this show. Politics. No, <laughs> we're not talking politics on <laughs> this fucking show, Dave. Uh, by the way, uh, explicit content, parental warning yes. for all of Double Doink Network at this point. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Listener discretion <laughs> is fucking advised. Um, this episode, uh, Michaela, I don't know if you want to be the one to introduce um, this episode, but... Yeah, I'll let you, you, what are we talking about today? Right. What are we talking about in the first episode of so, Doink Talk? So, for first episode of Doink Talk, we will be talking about our top 10 albums of 2021. Yeah. Here so, we go. We each have our own list, which I know I'm going to kind of break down a little bit um, about each, each album, each band, um, just as we go through it. Um, some in more detail than others because of my obsession with some of them. And, and these guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, no clue. <laughs> but so Doink Talk, just as a quick introduction to go on what Michaela said, that this is a show that's going to be based on media, where we're going to come into every episode with a specific topic that we plan on talking about. Are we going to stick to that topic? <laughs> Probably <laughs> no. not. To a point. We're going to try. <laughs> is it going to work? Probably not. Say. You've got Captain Tangent sitting over here. I know. True. If you listen to old episodes of Double Doink Network, like before it was like the set shows, Doink and Doink Connection, Doink and stuff like that, it was 20 minutes wrestling talk, 40 minutes tangent. But that's what we needed. We needed a show to go on the tangents. And I think Doink Talk is what it is. Yes. Now, who wants to start with their list? Don't look so, at me. That's not. You seemed up. very excited. Like, I mean, you got your I know paper my, already listen, out. I got my paper out because, you know, I talked some shit last week and I said, hey, <laughs> you know what? Get your list down to 10, motherfuckers. And guess what? I had my list at 15 until two days ago. And, and I was I, like, hey, listen, I called you out for calling him out. And I'm like, <laughs> well, okay. And then we all got together. We sat down for dinner and we're like, oh, yeah, we should do honorable mentions and stuff. You know what? Fuck that honorable mention shit. You have 10 albums, and that's what I wrote down today. I wrote my 10 albums in chronological order. and In chronological order or like 10 to 1? 10 to 1, chronologically, okay. yes. Okay. Um, but I am not starting this list because it's ladies before gentlemen. Yeah. All right, so Josh. <laughs> so I will go first. I just had to kind of throw that little thing so out So you want to go like 10, 10, <coughs> 10? 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so number 10 on my list um, was a very, very popular one of 2021, and I'm sure all of us will know it, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Very good album, yeah. It is number 10 because it was a great album, but obviously all the other albums that will be ahead of it meant something more. I feel like this album, I listened to straight all the songs for about like a week or two, and then it kind of slowly died off. Yeah, it's it's it was a rebirth of this kind of paramore pop punk kind of thing yeah that that really started a a big resurgence of pop punk music um one song uh one artist i'll mention that's not in my top 10 but it is my fiance's number one is a band called magnolia park okay they're a um pop punk band and they put out an EP called Halloween Mixtape this year. Mm-hmm. It was an album EP kind of thing. Um, it was a very, very strong album. It's definitely in my top 15. 
but they're like one of the the up and coming uh, pop punk artists of 2021. It's kind of a resurgence. I mean, last year Mod Sun did it, MGK did it, but this is like the resurgence of like bands. Yeah. Like, can actual... we not talk MGK, please? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> he he, is, that name he did not scratch my list. He's such a yeah. Jack he came out with an album in 2021? No, he's oh, coming okay. out with one early 2022 Not that with him and Travis way. Barker are doing a combo album. Yeah, the one that Corey Taylor politely said, oh, I don't want to be on your album, but hey, thanks for giving me your input and stuff like that. And then what, MGK goes and bashes him yeah. at a concert where Slipknot is performing? Yeah. And then gets eaten alive. Oh, yeah. eaten alive. By the Slipknot fans. Eaten alive. And then eaten alive at his next show. Mm-hmm. And I'm his not even next a big show, Slipknot fan, and, and his I next heard show. that and oh, yeah. all of everything that everyone said Fuck MGK. Him. That yeah. was yeah, the true. whole thing. Yeah, it's almost like, let's go Brandon. Not just that situation. Okay, politics. <laughs> what? It's a hashtag I, I've seen online. I don't even it know is. what it means. Okay, fuck Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. Um, My first, uh, my actual number 10 is, it's an album called Lost in a Wave by Landmarks. They are a French metal band from Marcel, uh, France. Um, I love this band because one of their songs on this album called Visage or Visage or whatever, however you want to pronounce it, it combines this kind of uh, rock rap with heavy metal, but it's wrapped in French. So it, it's so interesting, and like they have like the really heavy stuff that opens the album. They kind of have some slower stuff that comes in as well. It's a, it's a relatively it's a decent sized album. It's thirty one minutes, ten songs. So it's 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 a good length album, and it's just really heavy. It's one of the heavier albums on this list. So that is my number ten. Is Lost and Away by Landmarks. L A N D M V R K S. It's for anybody looking it up. <laughs> All right. So I had prefaced to both of you last week off show that I had had a re release. On my top 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we were sitting down at dinner, and I was like, okay, I had to remove my re-release because of other albums that came on. But knowing Josh, I know one of my albums for sure is going to be in his top 10. Okay. So I've decided to put my re-release back on my top 10. Okay. Okay? Right. My re-release, My re-releases of an album that was released last year by Lamb of God, and the album is called Lamb of God. And... Cover to cover last year, that album was in my top 10. Now, they re-released the album with a full live set of the album. Oh, that's amazing. And it's like, what? 26 songs, an hour and 56 minutes, and it hits you with Memento More to start the album. And it's just this creepy, creepy, creepy song with this undertone of a child talking at the beginning. And it's... it, oh, I, oh my God! That was getting Just crap out of the me. way the song opens and the music video—you want to talk about a creepy fucking music video? Watch Memento Mori. Um, I know it, this bumps a bumps an album that my daughter absolutely loves. But when we get to Josh's pick of this album, I will highlight the fact that Lexi has thoroughly enjoyed this album for the last—I want to say—two weeks that we've been listening to it. Like she can't get enough of it. She's absolutely in, enamored by the album. Um, but that is when we get there. So my first album is the re-release of Lamb of God's 2020 album, Lamb of God. And the song I'm highlighting off of that is the opening track, Memento More. And the live version of Memento More is even better, which is later on in the album if you go through the whole album. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So my number nine album um, is a band that I only 
known about from a meme that came from SNL. Um, it's Greta Van Fleet, the battle at Garden's Gates. Okay, Greta Van Fleet is fucking badass. They are like this generation's Led Zeppelin. I've been hearing a lot of comparisons. They have been bringing back that style yes. of rock, and then his voice. Yes. I don't, and then the one song I'm gonna, it's the opening song of the album, Heat Above. Oh my God, this dude's voice, like some people are like, ew, ew, what, he sounds like a woman. It's like, honey, you're not listening no, no. to what's really happening, like an orgasm in your ear. Yes, that, <laughs> Greta Van Fleet is is the reincarnation of Zeppelin. Go back and listen to all early Greta Van Fleet, oh my God. God, my my sister in law's husband loves Greta Van Fleet, oh, and he got and he got so me good. he got me into him. Yes, so good. I'm so happy I found them. Yes, good for you. Thank you. Good for you. <laughs> Not to downplay. Okay. To each their own. I tried listening to that album myself personally. I couldn't get into it, but that's, that's okay. just my own. That's your musical preference. Everyone has you know their I mean? own musical style. You know, like that's I okay. mean. 95% of my listening, my fiance can't even get into. Yeah. But I so love that like, classic rock style. Yes, yeah. so. Again, you, you, you're getting into the, the Doors and Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. Like you're getting into that earlier ensemble bands that really brought you out of the Elvis Presley stuff mm-hmm. and the Buddy Holly and Richie Valens into what we would eventually get Sabbath and... um. You know, your punk music from like the Sex Pistols and stuff. Mm-hmm. Zeppelin and all that kind of started that. Like Zeppelin, yeah. many people consider Zeppelin to be the first metal band with the way that they were arranged and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, love Greta Van Fleet. Great, great selection. So my number nine is an album that came out in October. And I never would have thought going into this year that this band would ever scratch a top 10 of mine just because of the kind of rap they got just years ago. They're a band based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, formed in 2006, led by Andy Beersack, and it is Black Veil Brides and The Phantom Tomorrow. So I I tell everybody my love for Ice Nine Kills and my fiance's love for Motionless and White. Now, Motionless and White, Ice Nine Kills, and Black Veil Brides are going on tour in April called the Trinity of Territory. They came out with a playlist of all all three artists' music to kind of hype the tour. When I started hearing the music off of The Phantom Tomorrow, their new album, I was like, you know what? I liked them, and then I kind of fell out of them. They're just, they came out kind of like dad rocky, butt rocky to me. I listened to this album, fell in love immediately with this album. The one song that I do have to um, highlight in this album is Fields of Bone. It's It's got this like rock, but the hook, Andy Biersack's hook in every single one of his songs. A lot of times in music, you'll have songs that they're named something, but they have nothing to do with the name of the song. The last line in every hook of their songs are the song names which I love when artists do it. Sometimes they'll throw it into the second verse or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it won't really have anything to do with it. Their hook is the names of their songs. I can suggest the whole album front to back, but Fields of Bone is one of my favorite songs on that album. So my number nine is The Phantom Tomorrow by Black Veil Brides. I've never been a big Black Veil fan, so I will check it out. You you introduced me to Ice Nine Kills earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I tried listening to their earlier stuff, 
it's it's a hard listen. Old Ice Nine Kills is definitely it, a hard it, listen. It's a hard listen. And then you get into like their more modern stuff. I want to say 2014. 2014 or 2015. 2013 was Predator Becomes a Prey, which is when they kind of turn more of a, a medley. Mm-hmm. And then 2015 was Every Trick in the Book, which okay. is when they start getting into their niche. And then 2018 was when they dropped Silver Screen, okay. which is when they really hit their peak. Yeah, I think I that earlier stuff was just really hard to listen to. I, it's, I try, it's, it's, it's like basement we talk- metal. No, remember we, you were talking about like the pop punk stuff? Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me, yeah. especially their first album. But I'm going to try out Plaqueville Brides because, again, I, I have never given them a fair shake. So I would say same on my end. I will give them a fair shake. Because they get this really weird rap about them, that they're, they're just these yeah. guys in face paint. And emo. Screen. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? That's what this is for. This is for people's suggestions, not just for everyone else, but mm-hmm. suggestions for us too. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I suggested a song off this album on our other show probably about four weeks ago. Okay. My number four album is from Slaughter to Prevail. Yes. Okay. Costalom is incredible. Fucking nuts album. Until 2020, I listened to absolutely zero death metal. None. I had seen I had seen Demu Borgir live and really wasn't feeling it. I had seen Cradle of Filth live, really wasn't feeling it. Don't get me wrong, great shows. Um, and then 2020 happened and we'll get, you to just a- got angry. <laughs> yeah. The world got angry. The world got angry and the music fit the time of the world. And a couple of songs came across my Apple music and one was off of Slaughter to Prevail's last album. I'm not going to highlight their last album. I'm going to highlight this album because when this album came out, I made sure that day to add it right into my library on Apple Music. And from Bone Breaker all the way through, all 12 songs down to Father, this album punches you in the fucking mouth. Now, the song I'm going to highlight is the same song that I highlighted on the Doink and Doink Connection, which is Bratva. That song fucking kills. Alex's scream at the beginning, I don't even want to call it a scream, it's a fucking growl. It's a roar. He (laughs) roars at such a depth that you can, if you're sitting here with headphones on or you're sitting in your car, you can feel it all the way through your toes. Like, this guy has such gravitas and the best part majority of this album is sung in Russian. Mm-hmm. It that makes is, it even scarier. Exactly. It's <laughs> like Rammstein. When you listen to Rammstein and it's all in German, like, yeah, just makes it that much scarier. So Slaughter to Prevail is my number nine album. And if I'm, again, one song you want to start, I mean, you can start this album right on Bonebreaker and just listen to mm-hmm. it all the way through if you want. Mm-hmm. But if you want to skip to a song where you are really want to feel the meaning of this album, Bratva is the song you skip to. All right, all right, all right. All right, so uh, for my number eight, I have um, The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad. And this is a hip-hop rap album. I had never heard of this artist until... Um, I forgot where I heard the song. I heard it online somewhere, whether it was TikTok or... Um, and so I listened to this album. There's 16 songs. And it was a great mix of both rap and R&B influences and then 
both in the song where he is either singing or mm-hmm. kind of talking and then he raps also. He has a great voice. And the one song I want to highlight on here, um, it's called Score and it features SZA and Black. And oh, I yeah. am the biggest SZA fan. So, of course, when I saw that she featured, I had to give it a listen and I'm a big Black fan too. And oh my God. I know a lot of people hate on rap because there's like mumble rap and this song does kind of have a little bit of a mumble vibe to it, mm-hmm. but it's just like for any of the people who like to smoke some flower out there, this song, you just put it on, you light it up and it's just vibe a vibe. To it. it is just such a vibe. It is so good. I love it so much. And that is mine. So my number eight is an album that when it was released just based on some of their previous stuff they have kind of they've not kind of they really have changed from what they used to be they used to be a very metalcore angry screamy band and they've kind of transitioned into more of a rock style band and this album is see what's on the inside by asking alexandria asking alexandria is a band from york north yorkshire uh, united kingdom united kingdom and Danny Warsnop has probably one of my favorite voices in all of metal music. My suggestion off of this album is, I mean, the easy answer is Alone Again, because that's the the main single that came off of this. But I'd even put Misery Loves Company on that, because that's such a strong, strong song on that album. This album did not make my cut. Really? Yes. It did not make my cut. And I went back and I listened to this album enough times to make an educated decision on this album. And here is my educated decision. I want Metalcore Asking Alexandria back. I'm enjoying what they are now. Okay? But it's not what Asking Alexandria is. Exactly. My my song, if I was to pick one on this, is faded out. I give you that one. I'll I, definitely give you especially that. Especially that little rap section that yeah. he does towards the end of the mm-hmm. song. Um, this song hits on so many emotional notes, though. Like, I I uh, listen. It 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 Top plays of, it plays on when he left for during the black. Correct. It, it, it's a great album for what he plays on. If we had a top fifteen, It'd it was honest. easily on my top fifteen. I just. I had to juggle, am I looking at songs or am I looking at an album in totality? Mm-hmm. And the more I listened to this album, the more it felt like something was missing. Like even if they had given us just one metal core song, I think it would have crapped it would have cracked my top ten. It was just it I love Danny Warsop. Like, oh my god, when I listened to um All That Remains his album that came out last year and he does the guest vocalist on there with, mm-hmm. with uh Phil Labonte, like you can't get enough of this guy's voice. Yeah. It's just like I go back and I, I and I listen to like, so since he came back, oh, they're unbelievable! It's so much better to have him back. So since he came back, they've transitioned from this very metalcore to this rock. Because asking Alexandria, the the self titled, was their first album back from after the Black, because that happened that came out in 2016. Um, asking Alexandria self titled came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Like a House on Fire came out in nine, uh, 20, and this came out in 21. It's transitioned so much from when he's come back. Yeah, it has. Because he was that that metalcore scream frontman, and then he left for the time of the Black, um, when I think his Andy Black is the guy that was the lead singer, mm-hmm. and then 
he left and they brought Warsnot back. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, him being back fi- fixes everything. Fixes in this, this band. band yes. it, it fixes this band 100%. So Josh is probably going to kill me because oh, of how God. low I'm putting this album on my list. But there are just so many good albums that came out this year. And unfortunately, this album had to fall a little bit. This is my marathon hype album. This is Beartooth Below. It is sitting at number eight just because, again, there are seven albums albums that are coming up that, one, as much as Josh and I have spoken about music this year, Josh is not going to get my number one, even if you were to guess a thousand times. And unfortunately, Michaela wouldn't get it anyway. But That is true. Beartooth Below has amped me up for all of my marathons when it was in October and November. Mm -hmm. So when I was going through my huge stretch of five marathons in six weeks, my pre-run ritual was I would stretch to the greatest showman, <laughs> and when I was getting to the starting line, focus and I was getting, below. I would focus with below. And the song that would always get me focused every single time is the Phantom Pain. Yes, that song. And then when you go right from Phantom Pain into Skin, it is just like transition, transition, transition. Mm-hmm. It you just feel the energy from the album just flowing as you're just sitting there and you, you can feel yourself. You're like, yeah, I, the race is coming. All right. It's the, not the national. I don't care about the national anthem. I'm listening to below. I'm listening to below. I'm just continuing to listen to the album. And then once I get on the course, because I've been lit, I'm getting myself amped up. I'm already right where I need to be to stay like perfect album for me to get myself amped up to. I know it's going to be somewhere in Josh's list. I know it's a lot higher than where I have it. It's much higher. <laughs> it's much higher. I know it is. But at the end of the day, I had to look at my list. Oh, yeah, of course. And this no, is a course. great album. I I had only... I, I We were going out to dinner, you, myself, and Meredith. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, Josh, did you know the new Beartooth album came out? And you're like, yeah. And you put it on like right away. And I was like, I was just so amped because Beartooth is such a good band. Like, forget the album that they put out this year. Just go back and listen to all their other stuff. Oh, anything. Anything from from disgusted to aggressive to disease to below. Can you tell them a Beartooth fan? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. They're really <laughs> really really good. Um, I don't like how they get, they get um cate- categorized as hardcore. They're not no, hardcore. No, they're metalcore. They're metalcore. It's it's a completely different genre. Um, but yeah, Beartooth Below, number 8. Go out, listen to Skin and Phantom Pain. I will have to give different suggestions then when I give <laughs> Wait, did I hit the same one? Skin. Oh man, <laughs> that's my favorite song off that album. But I'll, but I'll give. I got another one. I got. I mean, the whole album's got. Oh, the whole album's choices. great. Yeah. yeah. All right, fanboys. Hey, hey. No, I, I meant it in a respectful way, in oh. a cute way. Oh. It was cute. It is. I want to. <laughs> I want to stage dive at a Beartooth show so bad. I've Wait. been to two. I know there's I, a lot of it. Forget going to the show. I just want to stage. I want to get there for the I dive. Wanna, I want to get on one of their tall speakers and just dive into the crowd. And obviously get you know thrown out of the venue after I get caught by security, but I don't care. It'd be so worth it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. So for my number seven, um, everyone has heard of this one because it's a re-release. It's Red by Taylor Swift. I'll give um, you that. It was a lot lower on this list. I actually had it at 10 at one point, but then once I reshuffled my list like three times, I was like, you know what? Because I never listened to the original, I've never listened to Red originally. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I really listened to the album. And I've become a Taylor Swift fan, and then she released this, and I was like, holy shit. Like, this, like, I don't even want to ever listen to any of her original stuff, because this 
this is it. Not yeah. only just how good it was, but the statement that it made. Yes. And the music industry is incredible. And a lot of us already know the song, uh, know the songs on the album, but I'm going to list off a couple. So Red, obviously the mm-hmm. title, State of Grace, Holy Ground, Stay, 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 Babe, and Run. Those are if you could, obviously the whole album itself, because there's a bunch from the vault. But mm-hmm. if you listen to those songs, I just it just kind of brings the whole album together. Just the vibe of each song is ca- kind of different, but also the same because it just blends well so together. And uh, love it. I love the statement of this album. This album initially, when I started just rambling off my own top ten, this was number ten, and it was mm-hmm. and the reason why it was going to be number ten was because it was a statement piece. Mm-hmm. It was basically like a big fu. To the to the music industry, like yeah. oh okay, well you want you you want to keep well you want to keep that well I actually own this so now I'm just gonna re-release it <laughs> mm-hmm. and and I'm gonna really re-release it even better mm-hmm. with my own music and it's gonna garner so much attention that you're gonna look like a fucking asshole and yeah. an idiot yeah <laughs> oh and, and you you wanted to cheat on me okay let's do this then and bring it back it's just Fuck Jake Gyllenhaal it, Fuck Jake Gyllenhaal it is like. It is such a statement album. Now, I have my opinions on Taylor. Which everyone can. 1989 is the perfect album Oh, easily. Her. 100%. I agree with that. Perfect album. I will, I will sit there and shake it off with my daughter I bought, all the time. I bought 1989 the weekend it came out. Yeah, I bought it for, I bought it for Lexi. It, no, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a phenomenal album. Um, but this, I love this re-release. I really do. I, and again, it's a, it's a big statement in the music industry that, you know... Don't fuck with the artists because if they have all their own originals, <laughs> and when you have that big of a fan base, you're gonna do they're it. gonna eat it up. Yeah. Yes, they are. One hundred percent. My number seven is actually, I believe, the oldest album on this list. This album came out in February, and for it to still sit in that top ten, specifically at number seven, when so much good shits come out this year, mm-hmm. it's impressive. This is by another British metalcore band. This one's from Brighton, East Sussex. And it's Architects, and for those who wish to exist. Now, this band started releasing singles for this album, and I was never really a huge Architects fan, but then I heard when they released Animals, they released Black Lungs, Dead Butterflies, and Meteor. Those were the four um, singles for this song. But then they dropped the whole album. And I swear, I listened to that album five times in the weekend it released. And my favorite song on that album is probably Discourse is Dead. It's just, it's heavy, it's chunky, they have very chunky guitars, um, and the the voice, it's like, you can understand what he's saying when he's screaming even. It's not like this guttural and then very light mm-hmm. vocals. It's very close, but it's, when he does his clean vocals, it's, it's, um tenor it's kind of low but um has this strength to it and then he just puts a little bit of gutturalness into it when he screams oh it's chef's kiss yes this album this album is a chef's kiss so that's for those who wish to exist by architects this album surprised me that i put it number six because this is a band that's number seven Oh, seven. <laughs> Sorry. This out, well, number seven on my list uh, honestly surprised me because this was a band I haven't listened to for a very long time and honestly is has one of my f- favorite metal albums of all time, which is The Gutter Phenomena. Um, if you don't know who this band is by that album, uh, it's Every Time I Die, and the album that was released this year is called Radicals. 
holy shit. Holy shit. If this band could just get a little bit more attention from the Rolling Stone sleuths and the people who vote for Graham, this album would take it, in my opinion. Cover to cover, it's, it, it is exactly who all, uh, every, every time, time I, I die. die is. It is just an absolute dirty metal album. Like, they're all over the place with their arrangements. They're all over the place with their vocals. It's fun. It's fast. I mean, you go into Apple Music and you look at this, and the first five songs all have stars on the side of them. Just right off a rip. It's just like, yeah, you got to listen, got to listen, got to listen, got to listen, got to listen. You don't get albums like this that often. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Every Time I Die, all their albums are really good. Don't get me wrong. But I always go back to the gutter phenomenon. Mm -hmm. I'm not going back to the gutter phenomenon anymore. You're going back to this one? I'm going to Radicals because that is, it it just speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. And the song's Planet Shit. If you want to listen to a song, Planet Shit is the song to listen to. Like, again, it's dirty, it's it's melancholy, it's all over the place, but it, it's a beautiful work of art. So, got a phenomenal, um, I'm sorry, Radicals. Radicals by Every Time I Die. Number six. All right, for my number six, I have another R&B album, or whatever. Um, it's When It's All Said and Done, Take Time by Giveon. Um, everyone or most people, if they've heard of him, are going to know him by Heartbreak Anniversary or Peaches with Justin Bieber. But this album, (laughs) I mean, valid. It's valid. It's valid. This album, not that Heartbreak Anniversary isn't a good uh, good song. It's a great song. But for this album, just his vibe and just the sound of his voice. He has such a different voice in R&B that he's so deep that I feel like it hasn't been around for a very long time. And my suggestion for this album is The Beach, which is the first single off the album. I probably have listened to it like a hundred times on replay. It is so good. And then the last song on the album, All To Me. Incredible. Those are my two. Um, And that's my number six. So my number six is a band based out of Oklahoma, Florida. And it is another band that has done an extreme 180. And Dave will understand where I'm coming from this. And this is the album You're Welcome by A Day To Remember. This, for for fans of A Day to Remember, you think of Homesick, you think of, okay, let me just, let me just pull up their discography. You think of Homesick, you think of What Separates Me From You, you think of Common Courtesy, and you think of Some of Bad Vibrations, and you think Angry, Metalcore, Heavy Breakdowns, and stuff like this, and then you come to their 2021 release of You're Welcome, so many people shit on this album when it came out because it's not what people think of a day to remember as. But Jeremy McKinnon is a fucking genius. And this album speaks to it because he's showing that this band can still be as popular and play to a completely different audience, in my opinion. Yes, there's their heavy shit. There's Last Chance to uh, Last Chance to Dance Bad Friend, which is extremely fucking heavy. There's... um. Brick Wall, which has a really heavy breakdown. There's Degenerates and Resentment that both have really heavy breakdowns. None of those are my suggested song out of this. My suggested song out of this is a ballad. It is their last song, and it's called Everything We Need. It's showing that they can have as much money in the world, they can have this, that, or the other thing, but all they need is their friendship, their band, their 
their surrounding. That's all they need. I will listen to that song driving to work at 6.45 in the morning and get fucking goosebumps because of that song. So that's why they made my number six, You're Welcome by A Day to Remember. I actually, myself, shit on this album when it came out, and then I listened to it, and I saw it live in concert, and I was like, that's a good fucking album. Yeah. That's a great album. And that's how you can tell it's a good album, is that you get to hear it live. Yes. Like, when you when you listen to an album, and you just listen to it in your car, and yeah, you, you get goosebumps listening to a specific song or whatever like that, but when you go live, and you actually see the transition of studio to live performance mm-hmm. to crowd energy mm-hmm. that speaks to the volumes of what an album's supposed to be and that's why because this crowd so this is the re-entry tour this is their first being able to tour yeah. this album it was at the biggie in october went to go see it the crowd ate up all the new music yes they played their classics yeah but they ate up all the new music it wasn't like they were chanting for the classics the whole time yeah they were eating the whole set up. Yeah, and that was the same but thing. But that speaks to the performance of A Day to Remember. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing when I went to go see Killswitch this past year with uh, Slipknot. Killswitch didn't get to tour their last album, which came out last year. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was their new set, they played 12 songs, and they played eight new songs mm-hmm. off the new album. And the crowd was enjoying it. They didn't close with the right song, which killed the crowd at the end. Nobody wanted to hear Holy Diver. We wanted to hear you know, life to lifeless. We wanted to hear something from an old cut, but they played Holy Diver cover to play to different members of the crowd, whatever. But when they were playing their new album, it was just like, yeah, you could feel the energy. You could, you knew the crowd wanted to hear more of the new album, which mm-hmm. is, again, speaks to a day to remember's new album because that tells you that the album's transitioning to the live performances and it gives them an idea of, hey, we can add more of this to our regular set. Number six comes from a band who's also from the United Kingdom, but not the band that you picked from the United Kingdom. I actually picked two so far. I know, but it's neither of them. So the band that I'm picking is actually a pick from my son. All right. And this band is Bullet For My Valentine. Oh, oh nice. With their self-titled album, Bullet For My Valentine. Really? This right here is Old Bullet Back. This is the poison. This is Scream Aim Fire. Don't get me wrong. The last few albums that they've had that have come out have been good. (laughs) But there's a lot of synthesizing. And then they're doing covers to Radioactive. And it just didn't have the feel. Sure, um, on their last album, they had one song that just punched you right in the mouth. And it was like, yeah, that's Bullet. That's not this album. This album is every song is punching you in the mouth the whole fucking time. Even in the spots where you think he'd be singing a little bit more like he did on his last two albums, he's not singing anymore. He's back to screaming. He's back to coming from his gut and unleashing this fire onto his onto his microphone. Um, you can go cover to cover on this album again. I think I've said that for pretty much everything I've had to say so far. My reverie is the song of choice on this album for me. Julian will say otherwise. Julian loves Parasite. And the reason why he loves Parasite is if you are an old Bullet fan, Parasite opens with riffs with all of the, from all their old yeah. songs. So all their singles. Because ha- when I was listening to it, I was like, that's not a new song. That's fucking Tears Don't Fall. Yes. And that's the thing is it opens with all that. And then all of a sudden, it after about 40 you. seconds of that, 
you start getting this new riff just kind of melding in, and you're like, "This isn't. This is new. This when what, what is this?" And then he just screams, "You fucking parasite!" And the song just bang. That's it. And that's the whole album. It is just bang the whole fucking time. From again, parasite, knives, my reverie. The whole album is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Bullet for my Valentine, self-titled album. Bullet for my Valentine, number six. For my number five, oh, we're halfway through. Wow. All right. So for my number five, I have um, another rap album, The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. And okay, what? I, what? Baby Keem is goofy to me. I love it though. It's oh, I love it too. So. It's so sad, but the way I heard the song, not the song, but the way I heard a song off this album was First Order of Business. There is a little snippet in the song um, that I heard from TikTok. And a lot of times when you find songs from TikTok, it's that little, that tiny that little bit that you heard. Is that Top of the Morning? Heard. Is that the? No. No, that's a different song. It's a different song. Um, but I heard this little snippet and I'm like, okay, cool. Sometimes when you hear snippets like that, you're like, it's that one snip that's good and then the rest of the song sucks. No. Not only does the rest of the song, First Order of Business, is awesome, but the rest of this album. And he has a song with Kendrick Lamar. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, let me see, it's um, it's Family Ties. And I swear, this song has at least like three or four. Bum, bum, bum. Like, I love like, that song. It's it The beat switches. Oh, at the very end where they're just bouncing back yeah. and forth. That and Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick- I just... And but he he like you said he is goofy but his vibe and he is a great rapper. He's like, a great he's rapper. Goofy, he's a great he's lyricist. His lyricism, okay. I wouldn't say on pace with Kendrick Lamar. We're talking, but he's like we're talking some one. really really good lyricists here between Baby Keem and Kendrick. Kendrick. Well, yeah, Kendrick is definitely like top three, at least modern rappers like I'll, newer. I'll give you another top three, and it's my number five. It's my only rap album. Okay. It's the off season by J Cole. Oh, I don't even. I kind of overlooked that album, which is my fault. But wow, yeah, that's a great album. This album, I was so hyped for for two reasons. The first reason, when he released this album, he released one song like two weeks prior. Mm-hmm. He released the fucking interlude two weeks prior to this. The interludes people write off. It's like okay, it's just something to break the album up. No, it hit from song start to song end. But the way he did this release, released on a Friday, mm-hmm. all the songs have their titles. Doesn't mention anything about anybody on these songs. So when you're listening to it, you don't know who's going to come on. Mm-hmm. My song is Pride is the Devil with Lil Baby. Oh, I love Lil because, Baby. Because like 20 seconds into his second verse... He stops and little baby jumps in. You didn't expect it or anything, and it hits you in the face. Three days later, the Monday, the names of the al- names of the songs changed to say who's on them. So he's surprising all of the real fans, the mm-hmm. ones that come into it. I'll be honest; I am a big fan of 2014 uh, Forest Hills Drive, mm-hmm. and right I now. really, really liked For My Eyes Only. When he came out with KOD, I think it was 2019 or 2020, I yeah. couldn't get into it. Really? I liked a few of the songs on it. I listened to it when it came out. Few few listens. I can't I can't go back to it. I can't re-listen to that. Like maybe two songs, maybe mm-hmm. ATM and KOD. That's about it. Yeah. I can go back and listen to any of these songs in any order. Yeah. And 
they hit every single time. I don't know why. It is my only rap album on this list. It was a great choice. I don't have any. You're not a big rap fan. Oh, what? Oh, that's a lie. 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 You want to talk about lyricists? Nobody tops Eminem. First of all, oh well, lyricism. I'm not saying. Yes. I'm not saying. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm giving my two cents lyricist, on lyricists. Yes, but the way he eviscerates MGK. Oh, yeah. the and, fact and that MGK was ever like a rapper. No. But the fact that he was ever thought he was a rapper and could compete he, with Eminem. Yeah, and you then, are an idiot. Yeah, and then an the, and the thing is, idiot. and then the thing is, is Eminem did that off the cuff, mm-hmm. nothing prepared. He in literally did he do it in like less than 24 hours or yes, something like that. Just went into the studio. Mm-hmm. He got the beat. He knew what he wanted to say about MGK, absolutely eviscerated him, and MGK had to go and change his entire genre of music <laughs> to something else, and now he's getting eviscerated in that, so he's going to have to find- Switch it up again. Pretty soon he's going to have to just be J-pop. He's going to have to go to Japan and hide out over there. He's going to be and reggae. Then, and then Baby oh, Metal is going to go and eviscerate him over there, and this guy might as well just dump himself into the ocean because nobody wants to see him anyway. And everybody knows- I don't know. Do you know who my favorite rapper is? No. It's T.I. Oh yeah, you know, you really? told oh, yeah, us yeah, this tip. Yeah. T.I. Yeah, is yeah. my favorite rapper. I don't know if he's released anything recently. I haven't really looked, but I always go back to Paper Trail with him. Like, that album's incredible. Yeah. That's all. But those are my rap album suggestions, and they're from years ago. <laughs> What's your number five, buddy? Number five is going to be the 2021 Grammy winner for metal performance. Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Mm-hmm. Absolute clean power metal. These guys are the cleanest metal band that you can listen to they do everything they they're a band who has never released a bad song forget album they've never released a bad song you're either into these guys like Greta Van Fleet mm-hmm. or, or you're, you're not, not into yeah. these guys and for a long time I had a I had a hard time with them um, because I was more into speed and power metal and I was more into heavy metal like Slipknot and, you know, a little bit of rap metal like Korn and stuff like that. And then I started listening a little bit more to these guys and I'm like, holy shit, like everything's just clean. Like, what is this? What is this magical, magical music I'm listening to? And I started just going back and listening. Hush and Grim came out this year and I could not wait. I did not even listen to any of the singles before the album came out. I wanted this album from start to finish. I wanted all. You wanted one, everything to be fresh. I wanted one hour and 26 minutes straight of just <laughs> listening to Mastodon and melting it into my ears. Taking a lunch 26 minutes longer than I'm supposed to. Customers in the store just so this way that I could listen to this album cover to cover, uninterrupted, not worrying about anything. And it was so worth it. The song, again, if you want to go through every album Mastodon has ever released, there isn't a bad song that they've ever released. On this album, if I have to pick a song, it's Sickle and Peace. And it follows the same mantra of a lot of their stuff with death uh, being a character in a lot of their songs. Mm -hmm. Just go and listen to this if they're your cup of tea. If they're not your cup of tea, this is the album to kind of get yourself... In, ingrained in them a little bit. But this is the 2021 Metal Performance of the Year album. It's going to win the Grammy. It's going to. Because right. it's just, it, they have the name. They, they've already, I believe they've already won a Grammy. And 
it's just such a clean performed album. You you can't get enough of it. You just every time you listen to it, you're like, wow. And it's not one of those albums where it ends and it just like as soon as the last song ends, it can like just smoothly transition back into the first song. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Their last song ends and then it just feels like a new album starting all over again. And then you're like, oh wait a minute, I just I just listened to this. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. Hush and Grim, Mastodon. So for my number four, I have Planet Her by Doja Cat. And I am a big Doja Cat fan in every way, shape, and form about her. Ladies and gentlemen, Doja, Doja Cat. Cat. I just, uh, she is an incredible artist. If I could see someone in concert, it used to be, um, not to get political, but Chris Brown is someone who I've always wanted to see in concert, but other people have trumped him. Not but... to get political. <laughs> Dave's over there <laughs> ready to get political. Does he call my name? <laughs> Are we talking my topic of choice? No, we're not. <laughs> we're still talking music. Anyways. This is my topic um, of choice. That's true. So this album, to me, is just incredible all throughout, but there is um the one song that I really want to highlight is You Write that features The Weeknd. Not only am I a big Weeknd fan, but just the way their voices sound together and the extended version where she sings, he sings, and then she raps. It just blends so perfectly together in a way that you really wouldn't think it was because you know just how people think because not many people are big fans of female rappers and just how they sound in certain songs with a Mm -hmm. man singing as well i just think that this song is just perfect and her this album has a lot of upbeat songs in terms of um like rap and dancing because like get into it um ain't shit which is a great song too but this song for me just perfectly kind of gives me what I love entirely about her when she sings and then when she raps and how well she can fit with other artists. So my top four, so let me rephrase this, two through three for me, or two through four rather, so the second, third, and fourth album were so difficult to place for me. Like, I knew what my number one was. I knew what everything five and below was. Trying to order these ones was so difficult. Oh, no. Mine, mine's was five through eight. I had the hardest time with five through eight. I knew my top four. Like Mine my to- were one through five was probably my hardest. I knew my top four. And, and it wasn't even like I had a second guess of the order of them. I was like, yep, oh, yep, 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 done. And then I got the five. I'm like, shit, wait, no, uh, no. So. <laughs> so my number four is by a band, another band formed in Ocala, Florida. This one was actually formed in 2010 under the name Empires. It is the Manic album by Wage War. That is Lexi's choice. She loves that album, dude. Loves that album. And it it's too fresh. I just started listening to it. It was very hard for me to put it on my list, but wow. When <clears throat> so I do this often and it, and it and it hurts me to listen to singles when bands release songs. Like, one album that hasn't come out yet, it's going to come out earlier this year, I think, is Amity Affliction's new album. Mm-hmm. I've listened to their three singles. I've listened to them on repeat. <clears throat> but I, when I found out that Wage War was coming out with a new album, my jaw dropped. Because I love all of their stuff. Pressure was one of my favorite albums last year. Didn't come out last year, but it came out, I believe, 2019. 2019's Pressure, yeah. One of my favorite albums. My pick on this album is Manic. <clears throat> okay. Because what do you think it was going to be, Death Roll? N- All right. I love Death Roll, but actually the ballad on the album is the one 
Oh, I, never say goodbye, or if never, if, if uh, tomorrow never comes, never say goodbye. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful song too. <clears throat> but I love Manic because it starts off so weird. It starts off almost electronic, and then he just screams in your face, and the guitars come in chunky, the drums come in chunky. Oh, it's a good album. It's such a good fucking album. Lexi loves it. Teeth is the song she loves. Teeth is a good song. She loves that song. Teeth is a very good song. They just recently released a stripped version of, um, of Circle the Drain. Yes. And, and it's funny. If you listen to a lot of the, the lyrics, if you actually sit there and you listen to the lyrics of a lot of the stuff that they talk about, mm-hmm. it's somebody pissed, them, pissed him off. Somebody lied to him. Somebody stabbed him in the back. And that person is reaping what they sowed on a full fucking album. I mean, if you look at just the album cover of Manic on its own. Oh, yeah. It's someone's head being ripped apart. It's someone's apart. head coming apart, and you Jesus. see demons crawling out yeah, of it. Yeah, But it, it it's it's the lyrics. Like in Teeth, telling someone they're lying through their teeth. In Circle the Drain, you're telling someone they either need to fix something or it's, you know, either fix yourself or it's going to go right down the drain. Like Mm-hmm. Somebody pissed him off, and then obviously he lost somebody as well because yeah, never say goodbye. Never say goodbye is a, a, a pure, pure ballad, pure ballad. Great album. It, it, again, if I had a top fifteen and I could move different things around, maybe you know this would have cracked more into the ten. But I knew you were putting it on here, so I knew I was safe to give a mm-hmm. little bit of commentary on the album. Mm-hmm. And Lexi's going to be happy that it made as high on your list as it did because she loves this album. If if my top three weren't as strong as they were, as strong as they are, it would have been in my top three. But the next two albums, in two and three, just beat it out just that little bit. Yep. What's your number four? So my number four comes from a band that. A lot of people know I am a fan of, but don't realize how big a fan I am of them. Every time they come around, I see them. Every time they come around in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, I buy tickets to both shows. If they come to Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut, I buy tickets to all three shows. This is Chevelle Naratus. This fucking album is a true masterstroke when you consider what this band went through in 2020. So... Anybody who doesn't know the history of Chevelle, when Chevelle first came out, they were three brothers. Three brothers formed the band. One of the brothers left. The brother-in-law stepped in. Has been that way for a very, 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 very long time. 2020 hit. The brother left. So now it's the brother and the brother-in-law. They said, fuck it. We're just going to write the whole album, and we're going to play the whole album ourselves live. Two guys on stage with a guy who just plays bass. It's what it is. This album is so good. And you know when you talk about like intros to albums, like it's just like a quick 30 second thing, mm-hmm. 15 seconds? No. Verkunkt, which is the opening track on the album, I believe is like two minutes and like 47 seconds of just music. Nothing else. And it streams right into So Long Mother Earth, which is my song of choice on this album. Pete Lofer's voice is so, so different from anything else in the hard rock industry. 
and his voice transitions so well live. That's why I'm so excited to see them next year when they play with Corn and Code Orange. It's going to be a show among shows. I brought my kids already to see Chevelle once before. They thoroughly enjoyed it. They did like Breaking Benjamin a little bit better, but they thoroughly enjoyed Chevelle. This album, I cannot wait to see it live. Like, I am so excited to see it. When they announced their tour for 2021 and they did not put anywhere in the Northeast on this tour, I almost contemplated driving to Indiana to go to the show. Personally offended. I was personally like, <laughs> how long a drive is it to Indiana? Oh, it's... 20 hours. 20 hours. I mean... I've done it. I've, it's 20 hours. I'm like, I drove, I drove 14 for a marathon, so what the fuck's another six to go see Chevelle? And I knew people in Indiana who were going to the show, so I already had a place to crash. You know, I just, I need four hours of sleep before we go to the concert. That's all I need. Chevelle and the Radis. Go and listen to it. This is, this is Chevelle. And apparently it might be their swan song. Like, this might be their last album. Which breaks my heart. In so many ways. But I'm so excited. Because if this is how they go out, best way to go out. All right. So my number three was actually my number one until I heard my number one, and then I had to switch it. Um, so oh, it I, fell two spots. It did well because my top two was I had number two in. in it wasn't gonna move. Okay, all right. But and then, but this is a great album nonetheless. Obviously, all my choices so far, people can tell I'm an R&B fan. This is another R&B album, but it's a woman, and it's Summer Walker. Still over it. And to preface this album, Summer Walker was in a relationship and had a child with producer London on the track and a ton of stuff happened apparently in their relationship and this is kind of like her album that she made post this relationship and holy shit London on the track you got shit on man and shit on so hard because not only what she says in this album but this album is just so good and the one out not one uh, song I have to preface but my favorite is called fourth baby mama and this song, like, exactly how it sounds, like, describes what she's gone through. And so just the emotion that she put in this album. I'm a, I'm a person who loves when songs have things to do with, like, the person's personal life. Like, they make it based on emotion, based on experiences. Obviously, other songs to just have fun to are great. But this album, like, has so much emotion put into it. And this song, too. And then um, Unloyal with Ari Lennox incredible that's my number three still over it summer walker my number three is a female-led metal band from victoria british columbia led by the badass courtney laplant it's eternal blue by spirit box this album is fucking nuts this is their debut album and for a debut album to be in conversation for top metalcore album of the year is insane. A female led. When I first heard this album, I heard the or heard this band. I heard the gutturalness, the the anger in the voice, and then the female clean vocalist. I was like, oh, they've got two vocalists. No, it's just Courtney pissed off. It's an angry Courtney Laplant. Yes. And then there was this video that came out of her doing, I believe it was Circle With Me. It was her doing Circle With Me, one take, 
in the studio. I don't know if it was the actual recording that's on the album or if it was just another one that they did. One take, start to finish. Nope. Courtney kills it the whole fucking time. My suggestion in this album is Yellow Jacket, which features Sam Carter, the lead singer of Architects. So it's just got this this anger and this the gutturalness of Courtney's voice and then the anger but clearness of Sam's voice. It's just such a good com- like a combination of the two. Yeah, the compliment. Yeah, compliments each other. So that's why that is my number three, Eternal Blue by Spirit Box. Okay. The only album that could challenge Mastodon this year at the Grammys <laughs> for Album of the Year, Metal Performance of the Year, is my number three album. And that's Fortitude by Gojira. Mm-hmm. Again, you want to talk a band that if you go through their entire catalog from 1999 to 2021... They do not have a bad song. Forget bad album. There is not a bad song. And very much like other bands who come out and take a long time to write albums, Gojira does that. Their last album came out, I believe, in 2016. So it's been five years since they released anything. And guess what? Five years well spent. There is not a note missed on this album. There is not a transition that is flawed on this album. This album is pure metal perfection because they jump genre to genre to genre. The only thing they really don't do is like hardcore and two-step. Like they can do everything else. Like they have these weird xylophone sound effects that they play and they have these weird chimes that they use and like truly an incredible and there isn't a song I'm going to highlight go out and listen to the whole fucking album because there isn't a song worth highlighting because this whole fucking album does not miss and when you have 11 songs and it's 52 minutes long you're investing in every song because every song is over 4 minutes and 20 20 seconds at an average Mm -hmm. you're investing in an album like this so this might be the only album that could challenge Mastodon I still think Mastodon's going to take it, even though Mastodon's lower on my list because I enjoy this album just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Gojira, Fortitude. Go listen to it. For number two on my list, I have someone who I saw in concert back um, in November. It is Blood Bunny by Chloe Moriendo. <laughs> and this, um, obviously all of these albums for me personally, um, again, like front to back, but there wasn't, to me, one song where I was like, ah, that's all right. Like, this is a good song, but I'm going to skip it so I can listen to something better. This There's song, no skips. Exactly. There are no skips for me. And um, and her performing some of these songs in concert just made me like it even more because the energy she brought to it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like a, she's not, well, I mean, young. I think she's like 17 or 18. So she was like very energetic, very fun. But these songs that, um, that when you listen to it, they're kind of upbeat and more... Um, um, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to say, but like it sounds a lot heavier. When she did it in concert, she just played it with the ukulele, and it just made me play uh, like appreciate these songs so much more. But the one song I'm gonna highlight, which is kind of like, I guess, quote unquote, the sad song of the album, is "What If It Doesn't End Well." It starts out like any ballad, it's just very slow, very calm, 
And then it comes to a crescendo where it's like all the instruments come in. It's just the guitar is going. You got the drums and it's just she's like she's not screaming, but she's belting. It's just it sounds very nice. But that song. I love stuff like that. Yeah, it just pulls all the emotion out of the artist. Like if you want to listen to a song and kind of get in your feels, but also kind of be like you could punch something at the same time. Listen to What If It Doesn't End Well, I promise you. It, it's not it's a little under three minutes but it's oh it brings you like a roller coaster of emotions that's just like incredible um so blood bunny chloe moriando i have a funny feeling we have the same number two. Oh god no we don't oh my number two was mentioned prior in your really? list my number two oh okay is below okay by Beartooth. <laughs> Holy shit, then you don't have... Wow. All right. Well, great album. Great fucking <laughs> album because it was on my list, but holy shit. And we've already had our full conversation about this album pretty much, but I will give my suggestion... Because I stole it from you. <laughs> and it's the third song in the album, and it's The Past is Dead. Oh. Which is one of their lighter songs yes, on it. It's yes. not super heavy. Yeah. But it's just like... You know how we said someone pissed Wage War off? Yeah. Someone pissed Caleb Shomo off yeah. on this album. Yeah. Like, someone really well, pissed him off. Well, you have to remember, he wrote this album all through 2020. Yeah. Like, this album was supposed to be released in 2020, and then when basically everything went into lockdown, he basically just sat in a hotel room, and he wrote everything. He didn't write just the lyrics, and then the band wrote the... No. He wrote every fucking note of this album. Mm-hmm. I... What else is there to really say? I mean, yeah, okay, it was number nine, uh, eight on my list. It easily could have been higher. I just had different mm-hmm. outcomes with different albums that Josh probably didn't listen to this year. Yeah. I'm not sure how much you listen to Gojira and Mastodon. And I stuff. listened to Gojira's album. I again, it's not it. it's yeah. not my cup of tea. Like yeah, I like, like the metal. Fleet. I like the metal Corey stuff. Yes. I like the stuff that's kind of got the screamy, but it's also got that little. Yep. Yeah. Like. Beartooth. Yes. Like Wage War. Yes. Yes. Like Architects. Spirit Box. Spirit Box. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a very sensible theme to yeah. what you do. <laughs> very sensible theme. It's like metalcore, 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 metalcore. Holy shit. Rap. Metalcore, metalcore, metalcore. <laughs> that means that my number two album didn't even make your list no matter how many times we hype this album together. Lifeblood by Branda Sacrifice. No, it didn't. Wow. Didn't scratch my top 15. Wow. Okay. I love that album. Do not get me wrong. Wow. But for me, the re-listenability isn't there. I can listen to that album once, maybe every month, maybe every two months. It's just my own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. But, but, all right. This album was going to be way further down on my list. Like This album was close to eight at one point. And then I listened to it again, and I had to take my mind away from the fact that they released three more singles after this album, which, if we want to talk single of the year, Enemy, oh, he's under a... oath, is single of the e- of the year by Brandon Sacrifice and Under Oath. Under oath yeah. Okay, that is single of the year across the metal genre. In my opinion, you may have something different. I know no, you're going to have I can something agree. different. But if I just take away the extra stuff that they did after this album got released and I just so listened the, the to the re-release of Lifeblood the re-release with, of Lifeblood um, the lead singer of Lorna Shore yes 
Um, and you take away Enemy, and you mm-hmm. take away all that stuff. If you just listen to this album, cover to cover, what the fuck was this? Again, I was not into death metal until 2020, and I found these guys in 2020, just like I found Slaughter to Prevail, when I listened to God Hand. God Hand's a superior album. I will tell you that right away. If we had done this list back in 2019... God Hand, I would give you a superior is a, is a album It's a far superior album. But they're a superior songs on this album. Yes. When you listen to Lifeblood and you listen to Demon King and you listen to Animal, like the breakdowns on those three... First of all, there's a breakdown in Animal that you think is the breakdown and it's actually a false breakdown because then he hits you again with a whole other level of fucking vocalization that you can't even imagine until obviously you listen to the re-release of Lifeblood and there's some guy snorting like a pig and shit. It's fucking yeah, weird fucking, as hell. Oh my god. Why am I, I gotta... From Lana Shaw, I can't think of his name either right now, but this this album, when it when I sat, Ramos. When I sat there and I listened to it, I love Remember what I was talking about Mastodon? You get to the end of the album and it doesn't transition back into the first song. It's a complete opposite with this album. This album, you can loop and you can loop and you can loop. And it can almost be like, has anybody ever heard the John Mulaney joke about sitting at a diner and someone puts on What's New Pussycat? Yes. <laughs> okay. So it puts on What's New Pussycat seven times and then they throw It's Unusual in the middle of it, but they're right back into it. Okay. This is like listening to... What's new, Pussycat? On loop because you never know when the album is ending. Like just keeps hitting. I've hitting. done that with albums where I've listened to it and then I'm like, "Wait, did I hear that?" Song I just already? heard this like 45 minutes ago. I look at it; it's a second song. Yeah. Like, oh, it's already <laughs> looped through. Yeah, and that's what this album does. This album just doesn't stop looping for me. Um, I highlighted the three songs. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go out. You're gonna listen to Demon King, Animal, and Lifeblood. Mm-hmm. Those are the three songs. Um. Just the drum, the drum work on this album. Oh, it's incredible! It's not even like I don't even know what this guy's doing. I think he's on speed. I think he's doing lines of blow before he gets in the studio. His feet are going so fast. Like there's it, only one band, that and there's I've no heard triggers. With, there is no triggers. There's only one band that's that plays drums faster than this, and it's um, Infinite Annihilator. Yeah. That's the only band that I know that yeah, and, plays and faster than this without and, triggers. And I can't get into them because that is just like some weird fucking death metal. Yeah, like, it's weird. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I've listened to I've kids. listened to one song just because of the drum work in it. Yeah. I can't, when I hear the vocal, um, the song's called so- Soil the Stillborn. If that just tells you fucking anything. Yeah. It, I can't get with it, but like the drum work in it's fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like listening to the Cannibal Corpse. Yes. Very good drum work, very good guitar, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, yep, all right, yep. Oh, no, I'm not even going to say those lyrics yet. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. That's a different level of death metal I have not yet achieved, and I don't think I'm ever going to achieve. Like, you play video games, you have to get certain medals and stuff. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna go for that achievement. <laughs> yeah. So, Michaela, what is your number one album of 2021? All right. Like I said earlier, this one bumped off Still Over, which I had Summer Walker. My number one album for 2021 is Back of My Mind by Her. So it is an R&B album. And this album, when I tell you, the second I listened to this album, I literally heard the first 15 seconds of the first song, which is called We Made It, which is my favorite song on the album. I knew the second I heard that, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm, or I already like every single one of these songs, and I don't even need to listen to them. And 
She, as far as I know, or at least that I listen to, I only heard two singles off of this album. And one song actually came out in 2019. So I was like, oh, okay. But these were more mainstream songs. Like one song had uh, YG, who's a rapper. The other one was Chris Brown. So like popular features, more mainstream songs. But then all of these other songs were super instrumental, super angsty for R&B. And her voice... If I could describe her, I would say she's a mixture of Toni Braxton, who, because her voice is a little deeper than a typical woman's voice, Dej Loaf, and Doja Cat, because she raps, she sings, she does all of it, but her voice is just so different from a bunch of other singers out there, and these songs hit me in a place where I didn't know I could be hit, in a good way, in a good way, and so We Made It is the other um, one song, and then... My other song, which I'm going to highlight, is um, called Cheat Code. Those are my two. Every song, no skips, on repeat, like you guys have mentioned, where it's one of those albums where you can just put on and you don't even realize you've already listened to it like two times. But that is my number one, Back of My Mind by her. So I think mine goes without fucking saying in yeah. this room. What? I think we've already, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't well, think I don't, I've said I don't, it I don't, at I don't, all. I, I, I th- Kirk Cousins released an album this year? <laughs> We're bringing in fucking jokes from Doink here, I guess. <laughs> For anybody that knows me well enough, knows that this is 100% my top album oh, just 2021. Oh, yeah, you came up with an album. The Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood by Ice Nine Kills, oh, a Boston, Massachusetts band. Spencer Charnas is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, his whole. That's that, his whole shtick. That 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 is, that's crossing the T's and dotting the eyes right there. My buddy. favorite horror film is American Psycho, which I wouldn't even call it a horror film. It's more of a thriller. No, it's a horror. It's film. a horror psychological thriller kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. When I found out that they came out with a song based on that, yeah, because they're continuing their horror music kind of thing. And it's a f- almost a fucking ballad. Yeah, to the movie. Yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, they're about to drop the best fucking album of the year. <laughs> no. And then they drop... Uh, and I love who the they s- have as the, the, the guest on that song, too. Yeah, Jacoby, Jacoby Shaddix. Shaddix yeah. from Papa Roach. Yeah. Yeah. Who did... He did... He sorry. did a great job. Not even that. He's done a lot of guest work this year. Yeah. He did with uh, The Woo. <laughs> yeah. He did, uh no the who I'm sorry the who, the who the yeah uh he did it with them and he did it with uh Ice Nine Kills yeah um then they released Assault and Batteries Rainy Day and Funeral Derangements that was the four singles Funeral Derangements I think came out the week or two weeks prior it was the only one I couldn't get into because it's it's very heavy it's very heavy but then as I heard it kind of fit into the album yeah it works my suggestion my top songs were not singles as it shouldn't be it is the opening song which is welcome to horrorwood Mm -hmm. which tells the story so every single song ice nine kills for those who don't know their normal shtick is just songs based on horror films well, the recent ho- shtick because their recent shtick yeah, yeah. Cause I was about to say because the early Since stuff the was... early stuff was like pop punk yeah then 2015 every trick in the book was all based on novels 2018 silver scream one and welcome to horrorwood both based on horror films their first song in the album welcome to horrorwood self-titled uh song or album title song yeah, yeah. is based on how fucked up 
the actual movie industry is and how cutthroat it is. The drop in it is how's this for an establishing shot? Gunshot. Yeah. Going into a back alley, taking out your competitors, taking out your co-hosts, whatever, the whole nine yards. And then the shower scene, which is another almost ballad of the album, which is based on Scream. Yeah. No, uh, Psycho. Psycho, yeah. Psycho. Yeah, I was supposed to say Scream is um, yeah, the mask. The whole fucking album I can listen to on repeat. And the way they did it is they ended it similar to how they ended their first album. Their first album ended with It Is The End. It's based on Pennywise. It's based on It. And it's called It Is The End. So it's showing it's the end of the album. Yep. This one they did Farewell To Flesh because it's the second album. It's Farewell. It's Goodbye. It's based on Candyman. I can't talk enough about this album. <laughs> you sure? You don't have anything else to say? Well, <laughs> the song The Box. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. The Box, wait, that's uh, Seven, right? Or is it about the movie The Box? It's about Hellraiser. Oh, it's about oh, Hellraiser. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I'll have to, I don't know if you've heard that song. Or have you listened to the new album? I, I told you, I was going in chronological order with them. And, I got and then really, you fell off. <laughs> I, I got really stuck on that pop punk shit. And I'm like, when does it get good? <laughs> All right, I will play that post, post show. So oh, no, I'll listen it. to it. On, I'll listen to the album. On, if that's your number one album, I'll listen to it on the ride home tonight. All right. Because I have, unlike some people here, a half an hour drive to my house. So, <laughs> you know, Touché. I got a lot to listen to. Well, you'll get to. I'll probably get like almost. You'll get to album? fly. How long's the album? Like fifty minutes. Oh, okay. That's not You'll that get bad. to fly. Okay. Which is uh, with Buddy Buddy Nielsen, I think. It's a good song. It's yeah. about the fly. Okay. What's your number one? Well, you know, we brought up Jacoby Shaddix, right? And mm-hmm. how he's been doing so much with other bands. Mm-hmm. Well, he did some work with my number one album this year, which is Atreyu Baptize. That was in my top fifteen. That album was fucking incredible. This is an album. You want to talk about Chevelle reinventing themselves this year by losing a member? Atreyu lost a member this year. Their original lead singer left. This shuffled the entire band around. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody who isn't a Atreyu fan knows, but anybody who isn't is about to be informed. Atreyu has always had two singers. They've had their lead singer, and then their drummer was their clean vocalist. Now, that has been the MO of this band since their very, very first album. All the way through until their last album. And then Alex leaves. So the band has to shuffle around. Well, the drummer's going to move into the vocalist spot. So what happens? You've got to bring in drummer. you got to bring somebody in. Their, their only single off this album, which is actually the one song which I enjoy, but is the one song I didn't really need on the album. It's called Warriors. And the guest drummer is Travis Barker. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, very fun song. Oh, and it's great because in the middle of the song, he's got a marching snare drum solo. Yes, yes, exactly. There's little things that they do in this album that are just incredible. But it was the only single off the album. There was nothing else Mm -hmm. really released, which made it fun because when that song came out, I'm like, man, Atreyu really changed their sound? Like, what was this? And then the album came out, and I'm like, oh, I was wrong. I was so, so wrong. What the fuck? I mean, when you... You picked songs on your album because they weren't the singles. They weren't the songs that we just put out there on radio play. Mm -hmm. Weeds on this album 
is two minutes and ten seconds long, and it doesn't stop. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop. The second the song starts, it doesn't fucking stop. He's his lyrics are so fast. His screaming is so fast. The song is so fast. You're like, holy shit! Did I just listen to the whole song? And you gotta go back and you gotta listen to it again. And you're like, wow! And then the message about it is that that's the thing that gets to me is when you listen to music that I want to hear a message within the songs that I'm hearing. I don't want to just have someone just scream, like we were talking about Cannibal Corpse and Infinite Annihilate. I don't want to hear someone just screaming and grunting into a fucking microphone. I want to be able to resonate with the lyrics that are being said. Beartooth's below, Beartooth's skin, wage war teeth, Atreyu weeds. I want to resonate with the stuff that I'm hearing. And Spirit this, Box Constants. This is an album that does that for me. From cover to cover and when we were sitting down at dinner the other night that's what julian was listening to yeah on his airpod because we were listening to it in his car and he wanted to finish into the car and he wanted to finish listening to the rest of the album because he loves that album so much lexi loves that album so much i love that album it's a great it's album. a great album and you want to all right so i bring up travis barker and then i bring up jacoby shaddix matt heffy from trivium who released an album this year which was a really good album, top 15, definitely, released an album this year, is also on this album. Like, they got such great guests to join this Atreyu circle, which was really nice, and was different because, again, you lost a member, Mm -hmm. and the band reinvented itself Mm -hmm. big time. So, album of the year, for me, baptized by Atreyu. Michaela, do you want to take us home? Sure. I never planned for anything, but here we go. I mean... I mean, Go it's a fuck new, it. Go for it. New show, new year. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. Obviously, um, you guys know about our other show that we do on Tuesdays about the NFL and all that good jazz. But here, we're going to start doing this every other week. We'll see how it goes, and we may pick it up every week. Um, so this is going to kind of be the topic. Um, not this is going to be the topic, but we're going to have a new topic kind of every other week. Um, and based on this t- topic of this week we want to hear your guys suggestions whether it's your guys's top 10 albums whether it's just your number one or your top three or top five or whatever or how wrong were we exactly yeah like how... what, what's your opinions on our top 10s do exactly. you want do you want to go in on any of the songs and albums we talked about or tell us ones that we didn't list that you have because obviously everyone all everyone of us has here, their own opinion everyone yeah. has their own style and vibe and i think there was only one crossover no two didn't we have two and it was you we guys had below i thought we had another one no no oh it was only below it was only below i took wage war off i i i, I took it off because i knew you were gonna have it on your list at mm-hmm. some point so it's what we could talk about i couldn't take below off no you did dude it it, it it's my marathon album. I get to a marathon, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I'm running the marathon, I listen to Below, and everyone knows I like The Greatest Showman, so whatever. That is true. It is. All right, well, does anyone want to list their socials, or do you think the other show does that well enough? Yeah, we'll throw it out there. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, you can hit us up on our social media, at Double Doink Network. Uh, that's on Instagram and Facebook, because fuck Twitter. Uh, we are also at our personals. Dave is at Dare Laufen Doink 508 underscores in between. Yeah, uh, not very active, not going to lie. If you are going to reach out to me, reach out to the uh, Double Doink yeah. Network. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty active on that recently. Um, I mean, I will always respond to messages mm-hmm. on my personal, um, but you're not going to see me be very active for quite some time. Yeah, and of course, you guys, if you also have any questions, you can also hit us up at doubledoinkpod at gmail.com. That is our uh, joint email address. Um, I will get them access if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise. 
Uh, Michaela, your social media is at? Mickey Sick. Mickey underscore 16 with two eyes. Mine is at the J-A-U-L-D. Um, and of course, if you guys want to listen to us, we are on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podpluto, Pod, Pod whatever the fuck. Uranus. Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Pod 69. Okay. Podcart Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> but I think oh that God. is going to wrap this episode up. Again, we do thank you for coming out and thank you for all your support in 2021. 2022 is going to be the year of the doink. Hell yeah. My name is Josh. We also have Dave and Michaela. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out.